Hey guys, this is James from The Sports Stance. Uh, I just want to remind everybody to go ahead and go to iTunes and leave us, leave us a good rating and review. Uh, subscribe to get our latest episodes as soon as they come out. And uh, like us on Twitter and Facebook. Um, I know that, you know, if you have listened to a podcast, you hear people talking about that all the time and you're like, oh, I'm not going to do it or oh, I'll just do it later. But it honestly really helps us out. If you can go leave us a great review or rating on iTunes, it helps other people find the show that wouldn't ordinarily see it. So again, Sports Stance on iTunes, at Sports Stance underscore on Twitter, and then find us on Facebook as well. That'd really help us out, guys. Enjoy the show. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Sports Stance podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part. With me, as always, he's the runner-up to the Conn Smythe Trophy for podcast producing this week. It's Greg Cowan, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening? Not too much. I'm a little disappointed. I'm guessing you won the Conn Smythe Trophy for podcasting this week? Well, the problem is, Greg, and I'm going to go ahead and, and give you a, a nice compliment, um, backhanded as it is, Yeah. is you did such a phenomenal job setting up everything this week as our, as our sole producer, and... Somehow, when we hit recording, you did not learn how to tighten microphones, so we had another mic snafu. I'm still new to the two-mic game, James. Still new to the two-mic game. Two-mic game throws you. Yeah, it really 100%. Does. So um, we had to give you, we had to bump you down a spot. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's uh, understandable. It hurt me to do it. I'm going to be did honest. It? Did it? <laughs> no, not really. There's another trophy added to the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. We have a lot to talk about today, man. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening. We have a new champion in the sports world. We do. Um, we have a, uh, a, a, an interesting final series to talk about. There's some draft news happening in a few different leagues, and there's a big old tournament happening this weekend. But uh, before we get into that, man, uh, what's been going on with you? What's new? Uh, not too much is new. I mean, uh, last week, pretty boring after getting back from vacation, adjusting, you know, that adjustment period mm. like you talked about when you came back from Seattle. Ah, it's, just, it's just not fun to deal with. The post-vacation adjustment is the single hardest thing about being an affluent white man in America. It, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going over that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Recovering from that was uh, a lot of fun, but then it ended off, I had to do some dog sitting for my in-laws. Right. Things like 10 pounds, sleeps all day, so it was pretty easy. But uh, outside of that, uh, just watched, saw the Belmont this weekend, which if you didn't, was super close. Uh, literally won by a nose creator. So that was intense. Right. That's basically all we're going to talk about did that. Ex- did Excalibur win? Excalibur, no, creator won. Exaggerator <laughs> finished in 11th. <laughs> it was not pretty. Not good. No, he uh, faded quickly in the back. Gotcha. Uh, okay. But no, it was a pretty exciting race just because of how close it was. Outside of that... Not too much else going on. I mean, just been enjoying this final series that actually looks like a final series, final, like, for once. Yeah, we are, it's threatening to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, I, the NBA Finals are blowouts, but... Right. Besides that, not too much. What's what's going on with you, James? Not much, man. Let us in. Yeah, um, not much. Um, another, another great week of Thrones last night. Um, it was pretty phenomenal. Other than that, uh, just watch a lot of basketball, bro. Just love your Game of Thrones. Just love my Thrones, dude. People's, people's image of you right now is you just never leaving your couch and watching Game of Thrones. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, what do you want me to do? I don't know. I, I, I watch sports and I watch Thrones and then I, I record this for the masses. You know? I It's my cross to bear. Guys. It is. <laughs> okay. I, it's just know. added to the list of crosses you have to bear. Some heroes don't wear capes. Okay? Some heroes sit on the Some couch. Some don't even wear pants. Well, no luckily to, you are today. There's no need to let people that in. <laughs> All right. Um, awesome. Cool. So we've got quite a bit to talk about today. Um, we're going to start, and I don't know if hell's frozen over, but I mean, we're starting uh, with the NHL. We have a new champion. The Penguins won, so kind of did, right? The, uh, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the NHL, uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. Stanley Cup champions. Four to one. In Pittsburgh. Oh, no, excuse me, 4-2. to two. My bad. Um, wow, God. Yeah, San Jose did force a game six. This is a rocky start. It is. It's okay. It's all right. Sidney <laughs> uh, Crosby, Conn Smythe winner. I thought it was going to be Phil Kessel. I was surprised um, it was Crosby. I'm kind of happy that it wasn't Phil Kessel. You just hate, you just hate Kessel. There was like a big piece on ESPN about like how Phil Kessel was literally booed out of both Boston and Toronto before ending up on the Penguins. And it kind of vindicated all of the things I've been saying about him the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but guess what? 
What? He's a Stanley Cup champ. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Ugh, we have to, though. I really hope when he takes his turn with the Stanley Cup, he just does his own personal parade through, like, Toronto and Boston. The one thing that I'll say about uh, about the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup, and, you know, we both kind of ragged on the Penguins and whatnot a little bit the last few weeks, but... Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's good for the NHL to have big-name players succeed. I say it's good for any sport for big-name players to succeed. And the NHL has kind of like a core fan base baked into it. So you don't necessarily need, you know, like the big-name guys to really win. But it is really beneficial to have, like, you know, like for the the people, the casual fan to kind of relate to somebody. Like, I know who Sidney Crosby is. You know what I mean? Like You know who Patrick Kane is. You know certain key guys, like for Chicago, when they've been winning, everybody's like, you know the main guys on their team. Everybody knows a name, but right. if somebody on San, if San Jose wins, you might not, not you might know Joe Thornton just because yeah. he was a Bruin, but the casual fan may not know anybody. Right, exactly. So I mean, I really hope that San Jose come, can bounce back, and uh, you know, because they're a good team, and it was a fun a fun run to watch, and they've been so close so many times. It took, that, it took 25 years to get there, but they finally did. So you know, just. Now, hopefully, it's not another yeah. 25 years to win one. Now, again, it's not exactly uh, super, you know, optimistic that they're going to be back because, I mean, the Penguins last won it in 2009, and yeah. they've had one of the best players in the league on their team since then. You know, went up getting Malkin. And the Western and Conference is uh, usually the harder of the two. A little thornier. For some reason, the Western Conference in all sports just is, happens to is, be better. Happens to be the best. I know. Should we move to the West Coast? <laughs> I we might. We might get way better. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> Can we try it? Our microphones will work. No one yeah. will drop anything. Nothing will happen. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, looking forward to, you know, uh, you don't necessarily want to look forward to next year, but they definitely have a – San Jose definitely has a harder path to travel. I mean, you know, you've got your your uh, your Dallas's, your Chicago's, which is so weird that they're still in the West Coast. Um, you know, even like your Los Angeles, your Anaheim. Uh, all those teams are going to be a little bit, a little bit more difficult than like. I mean, I don't know. Florida had a good year this year for the East Coast, but like, come on. That's because they had Yager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, glorious mullet. Early, early prediction for the 2017 NHL season, though. Gordon Bobby is going to come back to coach team, and he's going to lead them to victory. Yeah, my my prediction is that uh, Yarmir Yager uh, gets a goal on his 50th birthday. Um, okay, so do we have anything else in the NHL that we need to cover? No, God, I think we're, we're signing so... we're signing out for the NHL. Yeah, goodbye NHL. Bye bye. Thank uh, you for. Uh, see you in, when when do they start? When does the NHL start? October. When does it get cold? Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, so when October the NHL November come, when the NHL comes back. Well, well, Send we're going to be who you want to listen to. Write us into Sports Dance, <laughs> at Sports Dance underscore on Twitter, and just tell us, hey, um, the NHL's back, and, and, we'll, and we'll just do it. Yeah, we'll just do it in probably the same time we did it this year, the summer, <laughs> when, it, when it matters to us. Exactly. <laughs> a very solid five minutes, Greg. That was a very, very I, solid five we minutes. We do it for the fans. Hey, we do it for you guys. It's all um, about you NHL fans. Cool. So now to talk about the real sports. <laughs> um, so right now... Uh, as we speak today, uh, Tuesday morning, it's Tuesday, right? It is Tuesday. It's definitely all day. All day. <laughs> um, we, From now until midnight. We just had, um, last night, game six of the NBA Finals. Very exciting game. Um, game five. Game five of the NBA Finals. It's all right. We're on to game six. It was, just, la- it was late. You know what? We're just late not going to record any of this. Let's it's just a, cut all this. It's a late night. It was okay. No, it's okay. You had to get up early. It's we're recording early. Yeah, it just you, happens. People people want to take a peek in my personal life. Yeah. People want to take a real hard peek in my personal life. I had to drive my brother to the airport at five thirty this morning. That's, that that's how boring my personal life is, Greg. Just, I just got one question. Yeah. Did you at least play like T Pain's five o'clock in the morning? Because anytime I've ever had to drive somebody home that early or somewhere, I just play that. No. As a reminder to them. No, I did. What time it is? I didn't. I don't have my airplane playlist all set up. I sat there angrily in silence because I was tired and the Cavaliers won. But you're such, <laughs> but you're such a good brother for doing it. Yeah, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Cavaliers won 112 to 97. Slowly um, chipping away at you. Slowly Personal chipping life. away at the, at the ice the cold ice. exterior. Um, 112 to 97. Uh, we, there's been a lot that's happened since we last talked, Greg. So um, many things happened in the game there's been, before. There's been... Um, there's been what two, three other games, because um, we were we well, last time we talked the Warriors were up two nothing. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. So there's been three other there's games. There's been three games. Yeah. Um, and the Cavaliers won two of those games. Wait, it's the NBA Finals and somehow we missed three games and we only recorded a week ago? That doesn't seem right. I know, that right? doesn't seem logical. It, it's kind of crazy. So um, you, you, heard the, you heard the awful cliches when Cavaliers played game three that it's not a series until someone wins a home game or someone loses a home game. Um, <laughs> you're, yeah, exactly. That was my, that was my exact yeah. reaction. So the, Luckily, the, they won it, though, because they gave yeah, us a game five. The Cavaliers won, won game three, and then Golden State came out and kind of blew the doors off of them game four. Yeah, but they got their doors blown off in game three. It was yeah. a 33-point win by the, That's by the true. Cavs. But as soon as the Warriors won game four, I was 100% convinced that they were going to come home to Oracle and win and close out the series in game five. You until, and, sir. You and the rest of America had that prediction. Until... The news came down that Draymond Green uh, res- uh, was upgraded to a flagrant one for his sack tap of LeBron it, James. That, there it is again. Draymond and the sack tap. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, call out Draymond Green on this podcast, who is an avid listener, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. That, Clearly um, listens to us over Bro, you got to stop forcing us to talk about genitalia. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like... It, it's just getting ridiculous. It's yeah. like, do you have an issue? You've got you've got grown men talking about genitalia on podcasts, and on your, television, and your feet and your hands touching them all the time. Yeah, just like cut it out, dude. So he um, at the end of uh, towards the end of game four, the Warriors were up pretty significantly. Yeah, I just loved how feisty it got at the end yeah. of that game. It got super feisty, and uh, Draymond and LeBron kind of tangled up. Draymond fell. LeBron did the step over. Now, yeah, he shouldn't have. He looked too. You, he's like, this is my opportunity. Yeah, he kind of gave it like he kind of gave like a little like look down, big breath, and then the step over as the guy as Draymond was getting up. Yeah, and I mean, he totally egged him on to do it. That was yeah, that was one hundred percent LeBron trying to get in Draymond's head, and it worked. It worked out. Yeah, it definitely worked. Um, upgrade to the flagrant one. So looking at the two times, the two most notable. Um, you know, incidents involving Draymond Green and another player's, you know, basketballs. Genitalias. Um, what, so between this one and the Steven Adams one, which one did you think they were both intentional? Which one do you think was more egregious? What did you think of both of them? Well, I mean, the Steven Adams one was egregious. It was the most intentional. I mean, I've if you look seen. at it, it's like he yeah. literally wound up for the kick and tried to claim that he was just kicking yeah, his leg up. Exactly. Which, no, that's not what happened. So, I mean, he got himself in trouble anyway yeah because it was what his fourth he had four flagrant points already up to that point yeah, because of that then... he knew he couldn't do anything because he'd get suspended yet when he got up granted everybody's gonna say it wasn't intentional he was getting up but when you get up your, your arm shouldn't out. swing that close and then his arm after that kind of did another like right. knock trying exactly. to get at lebron so he was trying to hit LeBron. It necessarily in the genitals. We don't know. Yeah. But when you do it a few times and you have the history this past year of a bunch of different little incidences here and there, the he, league's finally going to take action. He's not getting the benefit of the doubt. No. It may have not. T- if it was Steph or Clay or somebody else on the Warriors that did that swipe, they'd be like whatever. It'd be a technical. Yeah. But because of his history, they ha- they had to give him flagrant one. I think that had to be the mindset. Yep. Plus, I mean, it, does it hurt the fact that they probably thought if he was out, it gets a game six and more ratings? Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. I mean, it does, that's the other mindset the, people there's have. There's two things with Draymond here. The first is uh, it's either intentional or it's him flailing whenever he does anything. If it's intentional, cut it out. If he's yeah. flailing, cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, Learn how to flail. Flailing. Learn how to flail properly. Yeah, exactly. Take um, classes from your teammates. Some of them did it very well last night. I think, you know, I, 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 I got a, you know, LeBron was, that was kind of a dick move, um, literally. <laughs> yeah, see what I did there? You were um, waiting for that. I, I absolutely was. Uh, stepping over him. But, I mean, good for him for goading Draymond because you kind of knew that, you know, you could get into the guy's head and, and he did it effectively. Well, I think the bigger thing also with that now, since there is a game six that he gets to come back for, if he gets another flagrant, he's again suspended. Right. So, I don't know if people realize that. I think people thought, okay, he's suspended for this game. Everything goes back to zero for him. No, but whenever, no. He, gets, whenever he gets a flagrant, he's suspended again. And, yeah. and the way that how, seri- how chippy this series is, like that's, that's probably going to happen. I, mean, um, I love the fact that Steph also was getting into it in that game. 
Yeah, he was at least kind of, you know, talking smack to LeBron. He was being kind of, I'm going to say, kind of bitchy about the whole thing at the end <laughs> when he gave that look to LeBron that's, like, gone viral photo-wise. That, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, come on. Everybody's playing a little chippier. Everybody's grabbing each other. The Warriors are known for moving screens and grabbing, so the fact that it was kind of going on to them, they all of a sudden don't like it. Yeah, I understand LeBron's frustration. Um, you know, this is, this is brutal. He's back in his what is it, six straight final now? Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's losing to this team again, which is, like, clearly better to, better than him. So this game, this past game we had last night, game six, they did not have Draymond. The no, Warriors he, he did was not at the have A's Draymond. Game. The Warriors only played one other game this year without Draymond, and they lost it against the Denver Nuggets. I think that kind of shows who the real MVP is. Yeah, like, based on how the game went, it, it, they really missed Draymond, man. Yeah. Um, He's their anchor on defense. He's the communicator. They did not know what to do on defense last night. Yeah, that was, so that was, kind of, um, that was kind of borne out by LeBron James and, Steph, and Kyrie Irving, excuse me, both going for 41 points last night. First time in NBA Finals history, two teammates scored 40-plus points. Right. Um, LeBron also had 16 rebounds with seven assists. LeBron's is probably the more impressive stat line. But throughout the night, um, Kyrie Irving really kind of just played out of his mind. Yeah. That was by far the best game that Kyrie Irving has had as a professional. Um, you know, maybe he's not the most points he's ever scored, but it's by far the most um, impressive game that he's played. Every oh, single time the Warriors did something, he came right back down the court and scored in really impressive ways. Yeah, a lot of difficult shots being Off made. Off balance. He was, he was a fire from three. He was five of seven from the three-point line. And he did it with some foul issues going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he's still, you know, his defense is still always going to be questionable. But he really exposed Steph on defense. I mean, Steph um, isn't a good defender. He never has been. No, and you know he played okay. And then every once in a while, they would throw they would throw a uh, Clay Thompson on him, who ended up playing pretty good defense. But Irving beat him anyway because yeah, well, he I was mean, just Kyrie is one of the few guys in the league that has massive handles that it's hard to guard him. Yeah, exactly. You can put Kawhi on him; he's still going to get past him a few times. When Kyrie is on, um, it's really fun to watch. And this is like the kind of you know he reminds me in a way of Russell Westbrook, not necessarily with the athleticism, but with the like concept of when he's on, he's doing really cool things that not a lot of other players in the NBA can do. Yeah, and it looks fantastic. It does. It looks beautiful. And when he's not on, it's dribble, 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 dribble. Fade Fall away, away hand in the foot, hand in the face, jump shot, or like dishing it off to J.R. Smith with five seconds left on the shot clock to take a contested three. Yeah, and that's not exactly the way that you know a team's going to win. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't help. Or I mean, excuse me. It didn't hurt Cleveland that uh, LeBron had a fantastic game. Forty-one points, sixteen rebounds is is always going to get it done. And the seven assists all came in the second half. Yeah, and he also had his three point. Uh, you know, working as well. Yeah, he's dude, four of eight. Four of eight, fifty percent, which is pretty awesome. Better than Steph. Better than Steph, who finished with you know twenty five points, but also eight of twenty one from the field, five of fourteen from three. Yeah, it was one of those bloated stat lines that people were like, oh, but he scored twenty five points. Yeah, yeah but, but he was just not very good last it was night, man. Ugly. He took tons of shots, shots that he shouldn't have been taking. Right. And it's just like, okay. We get it. You can hit these crazy three-pointers. But when you're not hitting them. But when you're not hitting more than two out of, like, six, stop taking them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Clay had an unbelievable game. Um, You know, another 37-point outing, 11 of 20 from the field. He's the only reason they had a chance in that game. Clay was was making me react the way that Steph made me react all season, where he would just, like, take something out and just be like, like that exact noise. Uh, wasn't it this last podcast that I was praising Clay over Steph? I think it was. You're playing praising Clay, and I've been a big fan of the. I mean, we've both been on the Clay bandwagon a little bit here, but there's a couple questions on both sides of the ball that this uh, this game brings up. First and foremost, um, I think that this really shows the uh, value, um, how valuable Draymond is to that team. Oh yeah. It, it was not only it was not only the defense. Um, you know, we really had. Uh, Golden State very, had very little rim protection. Um, didn't have a didn't have any answer for LeBron. Um, you know, Draymond was usually the one that cleaned up the driving lanes when you know somebody gets by Curry. Draymond was kind of in that back line and, and kind of cleaning things up and being active yeah, and switching six, on screens. For a six seven guy, he plays much bigger. Exactly. Um, so 
defensively, but also offensively, just around the rim, um, Golden State did not have very much presence at all. He had a couple tip-ins from Azili. Um, Iguodala could get, to the, could get to the rim every once in a while. He was 6 of 13 from the field, 15 points, seven, uh, 11 rebounds. So Iguodala, you know, did provide a lot of the stuff that Draymond does, but he didn't provide necessarily that threat from three that Draymond does to stretch the defense, to give or Steph the, enough. Or that fieriness. Or the fieriness, yeah. Draymond really is the backbone of this yeah. team. Um, and he gives them the kind of swagger that you're gonna that you're gonna need when you're when, when you're playing against LeBron James. Man. Yeah, and it doesn't help that the Warriors had Harrison Barnes, who probably just lost a few million after that game for his next contract. Yeah, two of fourteen, five points. You remember when he used to be on UNC and he was the go-to shooter? I know. And now it's like, oh hey Harrison, you're wide open. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit everything off the rim or airball. There was a lot of airballs last night. It's tough, man. Yeah, the Warriors really kind of. Um, I mean, they. <laughs> They they have those crazy circus shots and it's it's a thing that's cursed them all year. If it's not going in, it's just like gonna be pretty ugly. And it starts a pretty intensive fast break for yeah. for Cleveland. Um, the other thing that was very concerning for the uh, for the Warriors was the turnovers. Um, they had a lot of turnovers, Greg. Um, yeah, they weren't playing pretty. I mean, they both sort of did. They had seventeen points off uh, seven seventeen turnovers and the. Uh, and the Cavs had 16, but it just felt like every single time that something went well for the Warriors, or like you know, like they they had a bunch of lazy passes. Yeah, there was a, like the one pass I remember vividly was Iguodala going down a lane. It looked like he could have easily gone in for a layup, right? And he instead tried to do like a behind the back like touch pass to Livingston, and it just it, it just ricocheted, it ricocheted off. off a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, there was another one that they, you know they were. Uh, I think it was Harrison Barnes was just getting in a pretty standard entry pass and to, to, to Steph and Kyrie just like tapped it away like it was nothing. Yeah. And went in for an easy and LeBron layup. did it a few times too. It looked. It's like. like that's just easy stuff right there. And then when you have Kyrie and LeBron running a fast break, it, you're not like, stopping it. With Steph Curry as the only defender, like it's not good, <laughs> man. That's not what you want to do. No, it's not he's, he's going to duck and run. On the other side of the ball, for me, the uh, the biggest thing is how. Um, how non-valuable Kevin Love is to the Cavaliers. We're talking about the big three combined for 84 points last night. That's yeah. amazing. It's, I mean, it's it's like pretty spectacular. Like it, until it, you realize that Love and uh, Kyrie and LeBron were 82 of those points. Yeah, it, it, it's honestly like so. Ky, like Kevin Love, like it, it's funny to see the dichotomy because it really showed that Draymond Green is probably the MVP of the Warriors right now. Whereas Kevin Love is the LVP of the Cavaliers, <laughs> I will say he did show a lot of energy last night. He was hustling for like loose balls and things. Great. So yeah, but you know what? You need the guy that's going to do that. If no, that's the only thing he can contribute, yeah. they're going to take it because at least he's doing something. How much does Kevin Love make a year? I know, but he did you know put up some good defensive stops. He got his hands up for some altered shots. Awesome. Yeah, he was terrible cool. in the offensive and the boards. Yeah. But at least he did some stuff. Yeah, definitely. Hey, whenever you can make $21 million to hustle, you know what I mean? Hey, you know what? Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the way this NBA league is going. I mean, guys like Shumpert are getting paid $15 million to do it. So Hey, Cleveland, you need some hustle? I'll do it I'll do it for $10 million if you, if you just need somebody out there hustling. I'll counter that. I'll do it for three. Yeah. I'll do Sign it. Sign me for the minimum. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it for veteran the minimum. minimum. Veteran 100%. minimum. Veteran minimum. Never played before, but I'm a veteran. Yeah. Hey, you need me to go one of five from the field, zero of three from three point, uh, three rebounds. You need the guy that's just gonna go in and wrap somebody up and take four straight fouls. I'm your guy. Yeah. He. Hey, hey LeBron. Hey, Kevin Love had four fouls. I can do a little hip check into the scores table. Uh, you know, take somebody out if I need to. I've done it before. It's never good when your 21 million dollar man had more fouls than points. So I'm gonna <laughs> go is, ahead and leave is, it at that. Yeah, that that's pretty bad. Uh, other other concern though yeah. for Golden State. Andrew Bogut's knee. Andrew Bogut's knee did not look very good. Um, the, Doris Burke was saying something in the game like, oh, they're not ruling him coming back out. And I'm like, Doris, I'm ruling him coming back in. Yeah, he wasn't coming out. You know? He's not, he's not, he wasn't going to return to that game. Like, you might not rule him out, but yeah. I will. <laughs> I mean, if he's not available for game six, yeah, he's not the Draymond type player, but defensively, he is a presence. He had three blocks last night. He's the guy that if you're driving when he's in, you know he's there. You're going to have to alter your shot. That's kind of the reason why they got him. You know, yeah. he's to be the anchor of the defense. And they need him, especially when Cleveland plays those two big lineups when they'll do Love and Thompson. Because if you have – if your if your lineup is, 
You know, I mean, I guess they had Azili, who, you know, is a great backup center. Is a phenomenal, yeah, is like a really good bench center. Like, honestly. Again, he's the backup for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And and then when they go super small, especially now that they don't have Draymond, I mean, you're going to do what? You're going to do Curry, Thompson, Livingston, Iguodala, Barnes. That's not going to work. It didn't work have. last night. It's exactly. not going to keep working. Um, so I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting going forward. What do you see happening? We have game we have game six coming up in Cleveland, and then I really think they force a game seven. Yeah, you think Cleveland? Uh, I think they got some momentum. I think Draymond's going to come back, but he's going to come back mentally a little off because he's going to have that thought in his head of I really can't do anything to potentially get myself suspended. He's going to overthink, I think, a few times. And when you see the games that Draymond overthinks, it's usually not pretty because he ends up being a lot more hurtful than helpful because he's either forcing shots, messing up on defense, which is rare, but it does happen. Right. And that affects everybody else on the court. So it just takes Cleveland getting into his head a little bit and potentially even getting him in foul trouble for that whole game to just shift in Cleveland's favor. They go back with the momentum. They're playing at home. You know they're going to give everything they have. LeBron's going to be... I think, you know, all the comments that LeBron had come at him this week with Klay Thompson and all the other guys on the Warrior, Aisha Curry doing that weird tweet about, like, the invisible bridge. And then Speets tweeting out a baby bottle. And how the Golden State fans, like, had all the signs and were making crying faces. I mean, yeah, say what you want about LeBron, but he might not have the killer instinct. Don't poke the bear. I think they poked the bear a little too much, and... That could be a big swing for Cleveland's favor. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, LeBron, you know, is... I, I'm tempted to agree with you, but at the same time, I just can't... I can't see LeBron and Kyrie playing that way again. and Or at least not to that exact level, especially with Draymond coming back. And I can't see Steph and, you know, kind of struggling as much as he has uh, again. I don't know. I guess it, for me, it's like you were talking about it before. It's like regressing back to the mean a little bit. Like, there's no way that Kyrie is going to play that level again, in my opinion. No. Even if he plays, plays like so, they won. They won pretty handedly, like towards the end there. But even if he plays like 80% of that level, and LeBron plays 80% of that level, they're not getting anything out of their other players to show me that they're going to pull it out if Warriors are firing on all cylinders. But then again, if the Warriors, if Clay Thompson's only playing 80% of what he did last night, it evens out. I guess, but then, like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I know that Steph, Steph right now, like, in the finals this year and last year, has, like, extended sample sizes now of him not performing to his regular season potential. He has small spurts in every game that make it seem like his stat line was way better than what it was. Yeah, and they're really bodying him. Like, as soon as he gets, like, within five feet of the top of the key... Why not? They're just, like... He can't handle it, They're just it, harassing him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, with Draymond back, uh, I, I just... I can't see the Cavaliers winning... Two more. Two more. But I'm, could you see him forcing a game seven? Maybe. And if they force a game seven, you only you have to be a little nervous as a Warriors fan or just in general because they've now shown that they can win at Oracle. I think you'd be nervous now if you're. Yeah, a you got to be nervous fan. now. Yeah. I mean, um, apparently you also have to be worried about Steph's knee and shoulder, which I don't know where the shoulder thing came from. But now they're coming out. By the way, I found it convenient. It came out after Steph's almost forty point game that he might need shoulder and knee surgery after the season's over. Yeah. He, oh, he just, he's just not built for the amount of minutes of pounding that he's been taking over the no. last two years. Just his body type, uh, no. type is just not built and for And it. that's shown over the first six years of his career with all his ankle injuries. Exactly. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what's, so, what's going on. I, predictions, because by the time we come back next week, the series is going to be over. So what is your final call? Yeah, I think that, um, I think that Golden State's going to win in Cleveland. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, last year they won the series four to two, and this year they'll. I think they're going to win the series four to two. Um, and I, I think that um, you know Steph has got to have one signature game. There, we can't go this finals without Steph having a signature game. Game four. And yeah, I know that he had. Um, you mean game three? Game three. No, game four. Wasn't it game four? He had the last night was game four. No, last night was game five. You were really off with your oh, games. Come on. Game four, um, he had the big point. He won it for four. like 37, 38 or whatever. Yeah, but that's not a signature game really because Clay did something similar and a lot of that was free throws. Like I need I need like I need my NBA superstar. I need my unanimous MVP to 
take the life out of somebody. And I'm honestly like glad that they're gonna do it in Cleveland because I need him <laughs> to like I need him to like slaughter the hopes and the hopes and dreams of the land of the land right in front of their faces. Like it would have been cool to do an Oracle, but I want my MVP ruthless. I want him basically being like when Steph is making threes like that. When you're playing against Steph Curry and he's like on you know on his role and the Warriors are going like it's the most helpless feeling in all of sports in my opinion oh yeah definitely like right behind maybe like the 2008 patriots you know Somehow like sneaked or patriots, 2010 yeah. patriots whatever the 16-0 season was i think it was 2008 oh did they um, finish that season 16 and yeah um they won the super bowl there so whatever the two the 16 and 0 patriots were um the 2007 <laughs> season so it's 2008 super bowl so 2007 season um that that's the closest thing that I've seen to a team just like like ripping the hopes out of the people. Like there's there's a, it's a helpless feeling. Like there's yeah. nothing that you can do until the Super Bowl happened. Well, until this happened apparently too. Yeah. So, Cuz Cle- Cleveland is like kind of giving him a little bit more of a, a little bit more trouble than I thought. Um, but I mean it's like it's one of those things where like you're going to throw up your hands and be like I have done all I can do, you yeah. know. But so okay. So you think Steph's going to have a signature game? They're going to take game six in Cleveland. Yeah. That's your, that's your prediction. That's my prediction. All right. I'm going to go opposite spectrum just because I got to get a win on my side at some point. Eventually. Eventually it has to happen. So I'm going to go Cleveland forces a game seven and then win game seven at Oracle with LeBron James hitting a driving layup with the clock <laughs> going to zero and winning the game 100 to 98. You're predicting... I'm uh, thinking it's going to be a tie game, and LeBron's going to have a chance to close it out, and he's going to do it. You're predicting the land gets one, huh? I got to... I mean, maybe it's... You're the, telling... You're looking maybe at, it's the Red Sox fan in me that just feels terrible for people that have waited for something for so long, and they're this close, and they should just get it. You're going to look at me... You're going to look me in the eye right now and tell yeah. me that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win three straight games against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I mean, the Thunder... I, Almost could have done it, but... Didn't, though. But then the Warriors did it to them, so why can't the Cavs do it to them? Because the Warriors are the greatest regular season team of all time. LeBron James. Okay, well, this is interesting, then. This is it. We'll have to see what happens. I, I mean, I have to go opposite. I gotta get a win. I guess so, man. Whether um, I 100% believe you know, it... Godspeed. It's, it's more like a 90... Uh, that's probably not even 90. It's like a 75% belief, potentially. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It's going to be a, it's going to be a real fun end of the series. I'm actually kind of glad I wanted the Warriors to close it out last night just because I really wanted to see them do it in Oracle. Um, but at the same time, I am glad that the Cleveland, uh, that Cleveland's made this a competitive series. Yeah. Series continues at least. Definitely. Um, okay, cool. Um, so moving on from the NBA finals. Um, not a lot of MLB news. We just had the MLB draft happen the last, uh, you know, uh, what was it? June 9th or thing? June 9th or the yeah, 11th? It happened last week. Last week, whatever. Um, Mickey Moniak went number one overall to the, uh, Philadelphia Phillies. Um, you know, it's, <laughs> he's a 6'2", like almost like 185 pound, um, you know, high schooler, prototypical you know, baseball player. Yeah, he's a prototypical <laughs> outfielder. Um, you know, kid from California. Went to the Phillies. Um, a couple things to scare people. The first is that he um, he didn't even graduate high school. He just did, um, and he decorated his high school graduation cap with the Philadelphia Phillies logo. Oh. Um, there's that. Uh, another there's thing. That. To, another thing to scare you, uh, if you're interested, is uh, Mickey Moniak's date of birth. Hit me with it. Uh, 98. Oh. <laughs> 1998. May, May 13th, 1998. I was like eight or nine at that point. Yep. So you were like, what, seven? Yep. Yeah. Mickey Moniak was born in 1998, drafted number one overall by the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's only going to get worse as, as time goes on, as the slow march towards death makes us a little bit more aware of our mortality. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Tuesday, everyone. <laughs> Wait, do you not ever do that? You're like, oh, this, like last night they were like, Kyrie Irving's only 24, and I'm like, what is my life? Well, no, I've never really done that because I've always been like, oh, You've I'm been like 24, yeah. exactly. Yeah, oh yeah now God. you're getting to that point where you're like, oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all gone to hell. <laughs> Everything's going to shit. Um, 
Yeah, so the MLB draft is um, and kind of an interesting one because it really is the only only one that's that's picking kids that are in high school. Um, so many rounds too. A lot of rounds. I just you know it it doesn't matter like who gets picked you know until they actually get called up. Yeah, because like, guys in the thirtieth round can become your actual star player. Yeah, exactly. Like the only it's the crazy. Only, the only person that really mattered in the last few years that got picked, to, from my opinion, was we had the we had Mike Trout, who wouldn't even pick number one, and no. Bryce Harper and um, Steven Strasburg were both picked number one by the yeah. by the Nationals. Yeah, um, David Price get picked number one a few yeah, years ago, exactly. I think, or high um, up there. But I guess that kind of worked out. The Nationals are in first place. Yeah, uh, in the NL East. Um, Mike Trout's won an MVP. Mike Trout's won MVP. <laughs> Those aren't aren't bad spots. Um, we have a couple of fun races, I guess. Um, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, it's the dog days of June, so this is kind of the nitty-gritty of it. But we have a couple of fun races in the MLB right now. Um, Baltimore and Boston start a series tonight in Fenway. Big series. Um, that will determine um, first place in the AL East, at least going forward. But Toronto is right on, right hot on their tracks. Yeah, uh, they start so to pick it up. That's pretty interesting to see. Cleveland, actually, is taking control of the, N, uh, of the AL Central. I mean, Cleveland doesn't have – their top three pitchers are – three-headed monster. I mean, they're all pretty good. Yeah, but I definitely did not see their offense being good enough to actually carry them. Help, yeah. Um, and But I mean, I guess that's good to see. Plus, the White Sox started hot. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Chicago, they came smoking out of the gate. Chicago baseball looked really good there for that month of May. <laughs> and now they got James Shields, and it's all going down. Yeah, that Ships was going down. Okay, that's another good one. Okay, yeah. good talk, good yeah. talk. There was a James Shields trade. There is. Whatever, uh, hey, your, your team, your team's trying to win a championship, or your team's trying to compete. Trade for James Shields. Big game, Shields. <laughs> yeah, big game, James. Always down to trade for James uh, Shields. Um, terrible. Yeah, so that's not. I that's mean, no good. The most interesting thing going on outside of like regular games. I mean, it's still early enough in the season that you're not that in depth looking at. Oh, this series could be like the potential defying moment of the season because right. it's still pretty early. One of the more interesting things is the big uh, with the All Star Game coming up in like a month. Yeah. Uh, the Home Run Derby is probably one of the more exciting things about it. Yeah. Definitely. Everybody always enjoys the long ball. Uh, Love some dingers. Everybody loves dingers. Uh, but the more interesting thing is uh, some pitchers have come out saying they want to be in the Home Run Derby. Yeah. You got guys in the mostly National Leaguers. It's Madison Bumgarner of the Giants. You have Noah Syndergaard. I think I'm saying that right. Of the Mets. Yeah. You can just call him Thor if you want. Yeah. Uh, and then you also got Jake Arrieta's come out saying he fully supports him and would want to do it. And the MLB is kind of getting a lot of pressure from the fans because the fans are like, this would be great to see. Yeah, it's be kind of fun. So there's like some like rumblings that like maybe they'd figure out like a way to do like a one round winner take all type thing. Because a lot of the coaches have said their biggest concern, especially the Giants, they were like, yeah, Madison Bumgarner can hit home runs. He's proven that. He's hit like 11 over the past like few years. Yeah. They're like, but we don't want him doing multiple rounds. Right. But, like, the likelihood of that is very, like, high. Like, it's not going to happen most likely. Right. But in case it does, they don't want him doing that because it does take a toll on your body. But I think it would be great. A couple things. I am down for this as long as Noah Syndergaard um, uses a Warhammer instead of a bat. Can we get two Mets pitchers in there? Because I would love to see Bartolo Colon. Oh, my God. He's hit a home run. It that, counts. That'd be unbelievable. He gets put in the put, put in the pool of players. Uh, I'm also a big Arietta fan. I like the beard. I like the swagger. I like everything about him. So if he wants to go and hit home runs, do your thing. I did hear that they said the pitcher that they would all want to have throw to them is James Shields. <laughs> that would be <laughs> unreal. That'd be so funny. Um, and then so, but I love the home run derby, like the revamped version. Yeah. Um, because now that they got rid of the whole, like, you have this many outs thing, and it's just, like, five minutes, hit as many dingers as you can, I love that. It's great. It's so much better because I, I was so tired of, you know, this home run derby where it was just, like, it was basically watching people take pitches that weren't, like, their exact pitch because oh, they didn't want to waste it. So just throw, keep on throwing and hit as many dingers as you can, and I, I, I love that. It's, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Great change to it. Yep. Finally happened. Uh and just in general, let the pitchers hit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you allow them, you allow National League pitchers, they have to hit. If you can get them to do so, I mean, they want to do it, let them. Yeah. Give them a round. Just a round. Why not, Five right? minutes each, get to do as many home runs, winner take all. It's fun. Actually, my favorite thing about the All-Star Weekend, though, even though it's a month away still, 
we're gonna get we're gonna talk about it because it's gonna be one of our topics. Yeah, going forward, it's gonna uh, be like our only topic. It's gonna be our only moments. topic. Get ready for hour longs of Austin. No, yeah. uh, I also love the celebrity softball game. Oh yeah, it's always right fun. after. I just get a kick out of it because it's some of the people that they have do it. I'm I don't a fan know why. of every celebrity game. Yeah. Like, the, like the celebrity pickup game at, uh, at All-Star Weekend in the NBA. Um, do they do a celebrity flag football game? I feel no, like they should. they should. That's like an oversight. I feel like they should just more do tackle. <laughs> yeah, get people yeah. in pads. Do like, la- do like lingerie leagues type pads so it's not as brutal. But like... But it's like a little more like competitive. Get Chris Christie to be like the an NFL lineman type style. This is great. So next week, uh, we'll put together our celebrity football teams. All right. So we you put together your celebrity football team, and we'll put I'll put together my celebrity right. football team. But the rule is how many males and females? Because there always has to be females on the team. I'd say half and half. So do you want to do eleven players? Yeah. Okay. I well, eleven players and then a kicker. And then a kicker. All right. So six and six. Yeah, six right. and six. Stay so tuned next week for our... Next uh, week, we'll have Greg versus James celebrity football, fo- football <laughs> team matchup thing. We'll make a better name we'll, for it. We'll get football involved in this podcast. Yeah. And t- we'll keep you entertained until the actual season starts. You got to shoehorn it somehow, pal. Yeah. I'm not talking about the Texas Rangers from now until August when the Olympics starts. Fine. <laughs> um, the one thing I do want to talk about in baseball before we let it go is that... Um, my my World Series pick, um, which is going to go against all of my homer instincts to pick the Red Sox, but my World Series pick of the San Francisco Giants, because it's an even year, is just coming to fruition right now, my yeah, friends. Yeah, isn't everybody going with the Giants? It's an even year. You have to. It's the, thir- it's the 39 wins right now. <laughs> much as I hate to say so. They're in the first place in the NL West. Everyone's focused on the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs look so good. And everyone's looking at the Nationals. Oh, they're first place in the NL East. But the Giants are always just there in an even Giants, year. Giants, my friends. E- even year. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Oh, my God. Oh. That would, that would like, as much as I would love to see uh, the Red Sox win another World Series on the backs of, you know, just a, just a, a, a Hall of Fame-worthy, talented roster of youngins. Yeah. Um, Bogarts is going crazy. Bogarts, Betts, Bradley, um, the three Bs. Um, the next, the next greatest thing would be to see the Cubs lose in just heartbreaking fashion against the San Francisco Giants because game it's seven an even type year. thing. Yeah, because it's an even year. Uh, what's his face making appearance in game seven? Catch doing oh, another face. Yeah, what's his face? Yeah, of course. We won't say his name because he's Bartman? already. Shh, guys, already gone through so much. I think he might be in witness protection. Did you see that thirty for thirty about him? A couple yeah, years ago? I think he's in witness protection. It's really interesting. <laughs> He's going to show up Game 7. That was one of my favorite 30 for 30s. They're going to have him throw out the first pitch at Wrigley Field. He's going to throw it terribly into the dugout, hit Jake Arrieta in the temple. He's going to be out for the game. <laughs> you can't have Bartman throw out the first pitch until they win the World Series. We learned that with uh, with um, Buckner. Yeah. Poor Buckner. Uh, poor Buckner. R.I.P. in peace. Um, <laughs> he's, he's alive. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> he's better now. They won. So the last thing before we kind of uh, wrap up, because you put soccer on here as one of the topics that we're going to talk about. Like, yeah. feel free, dog. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the soccer fans like two minutes. It's just a hot take. Okay, give basically, a, give a blazing. So hot with the take. Copa America still going on, you know, the competition with the North and the South Americas and all the Americas, yeah. whoever involved. Sure. The U.S. made it out of their round. Okay. So you know they advanced. They were the winners of the round. Dempsey. Uh, you know they ended up. Winning two games, so good for them. I can get, but the I biggest can surprise. Really get behind Clint Dempsey. Clint, do it, dude. He scored the only goal last game. Clint Dempsey is the man. The only thing I missed about the U.S. team is Tim Howard, who was the goalie for like ever, and now is the backup because he's old. Yeah, it's, it's just I feel bad because he was like my favorite player. But anyway, so U.S. advanced. Uh, biggest shock so far was Brazil did not make it out of their group after winning their first game seven to one. Right. Or around that number. So you pretty much thought they were going to clear the other. They lost one nothing to Peru when all they had to do was draw. Yeah. So the U.S. goes uh, forward in their round, winning their group. So they face Ecuador, yeah. who they actually, I think, have a good shot against. They should beat them. I mean, you think of Ecuador, you don't immediately think soccer power. You just think, hey, they like to kick a ball around. I don't think very much. 
to be honest with you. That's, okay. That's a good point. You just think about Clint Dempsey. When it comes to soccer, you're just like, Clint Dempsey, that's all I know. Clint Dempsey. And, I did think of Tim Howard. And you thought Landon Donovan was a bitch last time. In the I definitely World Cup. did. Yeah. So 100%. we have all those. Those are your key hot takes. So my hot take is USA is going to make the semifinals. Don't know who they're going to face. Yeah. But I think they at least make it that far and make it competitive interesting. Since it is being played in the U.S., at least give the fans something to cheer about until the very end. So, yeah. Copa America. Hot takes. USA men's national team. I will watch the Olympics. Um, so, I'll, like, that's basically... Like, that's the soccer you'll get? That's the soccer I'm going to get. That's I, fine. I, I turn out for the big ones, Greg. I turn out for the World Cup. It's one of them. I turn out for the Olympics. Copa America is one of the bigger to- soccer tournaments, but okay. Yeah, no, I mean, just, like, doesn't doesn't give me, like, the, you know, the, the feeling the World Cup does, you know? By the way, you're hoping me extend how much time we talk about soccer, so thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think, we, I think we're spending more time on soccer than we did on the NHL. Um, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> no, but like, 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 I want something like the World Cup, you know, like Copa America. I don't even know what the hell that means. It's the World Cup of the Americas. <laughs> yeah, but no, but like, give me the World Cup. Okay, you, know? you gotta wait till uh, I forget what the next one is. But yeah, the best one's gonna be the Qatar one, where it's literally gonna be dead workers on the field because. Uh, they average a death a day working yeah. on the stadiums there. And dead players because it's going to be about like 197 well, degrees. No, they moved it to November because of that. Really? The World Cup's not going to be in the summer, which is weird. They moved it to like November, so yeah. you're going to be watching the World Cup at Thanksgiving. Yay, corruption. it's going to be like, woo, let's not put it in a place that's going to be 130 degrees on a regular basis. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. FIFA, what would we do without you? Um, all right, cool. And we wanted to talk briefly. Um, the U.S. Open starts this weekend. It it's does. a clear indicator of summertime um, when the U.S. Open comes around. The hardest major of the golf majors. Yep. By far. Uh, I saw a thing yesterday. I said that over the past 10 years, uh, the Masters had one guy win over par. Uh, and I think the British Open or maybe the player. Obviously, there's only two other options. One of the other ones had a guy over par. But the U.S. Open has had three or four over par, which is not not normal. Right. Not a big thing. So it's being played at Oakmont Club this week. One of the harder courses in the country. Last time it was played, there was 07, where Angel Cabrera won with a plus five. So there you go, guy over par. Yeah. I mean, Ricky Fowler's already put up a video showing how fast the greens are, which, again, the last time they had a big tournament, players can pick complained about how fast the greens were suck it up buttercup yeah i am an amateur golfer i don't care if it's a fast or slow green i'm just gonna try to put it in the hole yeah so you should do the same it's gonna be a gnarly gnarly green out there um but it's gonna be interesting to watch um a couple people to take keep an eye out for your big names like your jason days your rory mcelroy's uh your your spieths uh, i'd like to see how spieth kind of comes back from that uh from that loss at the masters be interested to see that. I mean, he did well last big tournament. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but this is like like the mask like the Masters in the U.S. Open or the again, Greg. I turn out for the big ones. Turn out okay. for the big ones. All right, I'm sorry. Um, another person to keep an eye out on Patrick is Patrick Reed. Um, he's he's playing well lately. Um, looking for a major breakthrough. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, Sergio uh, Garcia. Sergio Garcia. He's one of those one guys of that always seems to be there. Yep. But then he collapses. Yep. It's and like then, one of those uh, sad things. Keep keep an eye out too for your boy Danny Willett. Uh, you know, Masters winner. Look at you throwing the, out uh, names. I know, right? It's impressive. Look at me. You're I got, making me happy. I got names. Um, I think that he's gonna use a um, five iron. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> you, you you impress me with the names. Don't go any further. It's gonna. You, this um, must be like how you feel when like I try to throw out an uh, obscure NBA player, and you're like, you actually know who that is, and I'm like, yeah, totally. He's gonna um, use a uh, yeah. Putter. He's gonna use clubs. He's gonna use a putter. Clubs are gonna be used. Definitely use a putter. Uh, by my expert opinion, um, <laughs> that will be used at least probably once or twice, twenty to twenty five times, maybe more. Okay, okay. Well, per anywhere, round, anywhere between once or twice to twenty to twenty five per round. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. So that's the U.S. Open. Keep an eye out for that. Um, uh, my, who's your? Who are you going with for the U.S. Open? Who am I going with? I know you have no idea who you should go with, but who are you going to go with? I know. Maybe I might as well just like put their names on a dartboard and throw it at them. Um, Wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, I am going to go Dustin Johnson. Ooh, okay. He's had five top five finishes in his last seven starts. 
He was tied for fourth and tied for second in his last two U.S. Opens. I like Dustin Johnson. Uh, he, he's like a no-fucks kind of guy. Um, married to Paulina Gretzky. Um, we have our explicit rating. i got to throw that in there. Yeah, right you do. Uh, married to Paulina Gretzky. Daughter of the Great One. Daughter of the Great One. i got to believe that at some point he's going to pull it out. So Dustin Johnson is my pick. All right. I'm going to go with the fan favorite, like classic Phil Mickelson. Okay. Uh, Phil's known to be the runner-up in this tournament a lot. Yeah. Why? Who knows? They, they even ranked his misery yeah. index on yeah. ESPN. So, you know, <laughs> he's been struggling as of late. He hasn't looked the best, but I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to get this one for Phil. Phil, do yourself a favor. Go out on top. I think win this one and just say you're going to the senior tour. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you and Tiger just say, you know what? It's over. We're going. Tiger's not even 50. I don't think Phil is either. But, you know, get yourself healthy. Right. Phil just hasn't looked great. Well, awesome. And, hey, Greg, great golf analysis here. Thank you. That was just both from both of us, I think. A fire. We had some pretty fantastic – I gave reasons for my pick. I gave insightful information that the listener can then take with them. And I spoke from the heart. You spoke from the heart. Uh, I talked about five irons. You did. <laughs> At least you picked a club that actually exists. Yeah, that was, and it was <laughs> close too. <laughs> uh, he's um, gonna use the flugelhorn, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool, man. All right, so uh, I don't think there's anything else that we want to cover here today. Um, thank you guys for uh, tuning into the Sports Dance Podcast. Remember, as always, to leave us a nice rating and review on iTunes. Follow at the sports at Sports Dance underscore on Twitter, and um, send us some uh, questions and comments and anything that you like to hear from us uh, to talk about on the show. Yeah, and don't forget also follow James at Sports Dance J at Sports Dance J for me. So you know, and then check us out on Facebook. Like us, uh, we actually do use our Facebook page now. Yeah, we it's use a, a Facebook page. And the iTunes, uh, I said at the top of the show, but the iTunes uh, ratings and reviews really help us out. So that would be awesome. Yeah, if you search, like the show, give us a nice rating. Or leave the link somewhere. Just click on it. Give a review. It takes five seconds if you have an Apple ID. Yeah. Big favor for us. Tell your friends. Um, tell your family. Tell your coworkers. Um, tell people you don't like or know. Yeah, tell you your know? grandparents. Yeah, definitely. Well, I just said people you don't like or know, and then you go to grandparents. Do you have uh, something to tell us, Greg? <laughs> no, I mean, mine are not around anymore. Uh, so uh, if they had Apple IDs, I would totally use them to review us. Keeping it real so, nice and dark going yeah. in. Going uh, yeah, clothes. you know, but, you know, help mom and dad out. If they have an iPhone, just, you know, sneak on their phone, subscribe to us, give us a review. They won't know what's going on. Love it. All right, guys, um, from all of us here at the Sports Dance, the entire team, Thanks for listening in. We include Michigan Mike in that now. We include Michigan Mike now. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening in. Uh, we're going to come back with you guys next week for a little bit of NBA Finals. Wrap that of, up. A little bit of MLB and a little bit of NFL Celebrity Team. But until then, see you guys next week. See you guys later.